Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking, bringing you another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message we call the old Trailblazer broadcast. Yes, we ride out each morning, as it were, on old Dan, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners, cutting away all the briars and the brambles and the error. Yes, there's so much error in the land today, and we're just standing here bringing you Thus Saith the Lord, bringing you another old-time uh, study from God's Word. Before we go into the study this morning, we want to bring you a choir, one of our choir songs, a gracious song by our radio choir. It's Precious, Precious Blood of Jesus. Would you just listen as they sing? What a gracious uh, a song this is. Precious, precious blood of Jesus, blood that cleanses us whiter than snow. Do you know the Lord Jesus Christ this morning as your Lord and your Savior? Yes, as we ride out early this morning, it's kind of bad-looking morning, kind of overcast and a little raining, cloudy-looking this morning, but you know the Lord is over all. The sun is shining above all the clouds, no matter how dark it gets. The precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ still is still applied to the sinner's heart in salvation. That's right. There's no dark days in the Lord's in the, in the days of the Lord's child. Did you know that? Oh, we we groan and moan many times, but when we stop and think about it, there's never a, a ungracious day in the. Did you know that anything this side of hell is mercy? I see folks who are so uh, burdened down with sicknesses and diseases as I visit the hospitals and the jails, and I say. Uh, trailblazer, don't ever complain. Trailblazer, don't ever murmur and mutter and complain about anything. No, no, it's no reason to complain. You and I have all the blessings of our Lord, plus we have grace to carry us home when the Lord calls us home. We've been bringing you a series of studies in the last few uh, days, few weeks, on this subject, Satan, the God of this world, and we're looking at the satanic world systems right now in our present study. I know, let me say here, I know that uh, this is not a popular doctrine. I know that the average person that I meet day by day, especially our younger generation and many of our older folks, they have no idea of the immensity or the enormousness of Satan's power. They think, somehow think, that Satan is a little uh, uh, old man with a red flannel suit on with a pitchfork and a long pointed tail. That's what our children are being brought up to, to, to believe. And so it permeates our adult life. And folks just believe that Satan is just an influence, but no, 
He's a real personality. He is the prince and the power of the air. He is the God of this world that you and I live in. He controls everything. He offered all of those kingdoms to the Lord Jesus Christ there on the high mountain one day. Did you ever think, go back and study that scripture? The Lord never refuted him. Say, well, Satan, those are not yours to give. But no, because they were. He offered them to the Lord if he would bow down to him. But my friend, what is he, what is he offering you? What is he offering you to, bow, to get you to bow down, to forsake your soul? What is it? Just a life of pleasure, a life of sin, a little sensual satisfaction, a sensual gratification of the flesh? That's right. The Bible says, what would a man give in exchange for his soul? Could I ask you that question this morning? What are you trading or bartering for your soul? Is it a lover? Is it an illicit love affair there, my man? Is it? Or is it uh, some, uh, some uh, pornography on the Internet late at night when your family's asleep? Isn't that an awful thing? Doesn't that just tear your heart out, my friend, to hear of folks doing that and then entrapping our young people on those things? But what is it that you're trading for your soul? We're going to get back in our study this morning on satanic, the satanic world system. And we're looking at that now. And uh, according to Galatians 6.14, Every born-again believer is crucified under the world or under that satanic world system as we know it. That's right. And that system is crucified to, to the born-again believer. Paul said, but God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by whom the world, speaking of the satanic system, is crucified unto me and I unto the world. In other words, the satanic system has been put to death as far as the born-again believer is concerned. Now, folks, let me, let me make this statement here. Uh, the old pastor, the old trailblazer, Pastor Shelton, often made this statement that the old yellow dog in the backyard would know when you get saved. And I was reading one day in Brother Spurgeon's messages back there when he was uh, alive, and all of his messages are in print, many of them. And I was reading them three or four hundred years old, two or three, two hundred years old. And he, I came across that statement one day. He said, the old yellow dog in the backyard will know when an individual gets saved. And I said, well, there's where the old trailblazer uh, read that and, and heard it. And it's a true statement. The world is crucified to God's child. No longer does he run after the world. No longer does he... Uh, long after the things of the flesh. Once what he once longed for, the nightlife, all the uh, the sexual gratification, uh, the secular edu uh, secular enjoyment, the pleasures of the world, the, the the flickering lights, and all of those things. No longer, no longer does he haunt the uh, the movie houses and the houses of uh, ill refute. No longer does he do those things. No longer does he r rant and rave with his family and and cuss and kick. No longer is he found down at the bar room till all hours of the night. No, with his friends. No, no, my friend. No, he's crucified to the world. Listen, that's right. That's right. He's dead to the world. There's nothing common between God's child and the present evil world. He's a member of that new creation of which Christ is ahead. He's made a new creature in Christ. His affections are now set on things above. He's traveling towards a city which hath foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Have you ever read Pilgrim's Progress, my friend? The story of old Christian there where he was trudging along. It's an allegory by John Bunyan 
opinion, of course, but it's so true. It's such a beautiful picture of a sinner coming to the Lord. That's right. He goes through the slew of despond. He goes through Doubting Castle. He meets Vanity Fair. He meets all of those characters there, uh, Mr. Afraid, all of those. But you know why? He's trudging on. He's headed for a city, the celestial city, which is not made with hands. No, the Lord doesn't make anything with his hands like we do here. We have these great uh, building contractors that build these skyscrapers and these magnificent uh, museums and halls and all. The Lord doesn't do that. He speaks. The Lord speaks those things into existence. And we're looking for that city. God's children are looking for that city which the Lord spoke into existence. He said, if I go away, I will come again. I'm going away to prepare, to prepare did you know we have a prepared place in heaven? Did you know every child is a prepared child of God, prepared for that city, prepared for that home in glory? The Lord doesn't pick up an old sinner up off the street and carry him into heaven. No, there's that saving grace. There's that washing and cleansing of the new. The old boy was in the hog pen there, the prodigal son. He didn't come running into the into the into his father's house with the hog pen, with the bucket in his hand. No, he threw that slop bucket down way back there before he ever got close to home. And that's what every sinner does. What we have now on this world, in this world, is a, is a generation that believes in this easy believingism. Well, just come on now and trust Jesus and uh, you, everything will be all. It never said anything about repentance. We don't have one preacher in a dozen who ever mentions the doctrine of repentance in his message. I hear those preachers. I monitor some of their broadcasts, not, not critically. I just want to know what's going on. I have their literature come to my desk, and I scan through it, looking for, looking for something to brighten my day, looking for something to encourage my heart, that I might run across some individual who preaches the old doctrines of God's grace, the doctrines of election, the doctrine of predestination, the sovereignty of God, and the soon coming of our Lord, but I don't see it. I see this easy believingism. They're building numbers. They're building big churches. I gaze through the magazines that come, the church literature that comes, and I see magnificent uh, cathedrals being built. I saw one the other day that the preacher was in a, on a round podium down in the bottom of a big place, and they had three, television, uh, three movie screens that showed showed his ever move. It showed the scripture on one side uh, in big bold letters and him on the other side. And in the middle, it had a big waterfall coming down. I, my friend, that's all show. That's all show. What, what, what is God's child? Simplicity in Christ. Did you know what salvation is? It's not all that magnificent stuff. It's coming to know the Lord in the simplicity of the gospel. What is the gospel? It's the good news that Christ died for sinners. Have you ever seen yourself as a sinner? Have you ever taken your place as a sinner? Have you ever acknowledged that you were a sinner? Or do you come uh, into, the th into the presence of God with all of that, uh, no, no, braggadocious? No, my friend, listen, listen, listen now. His one, his one aim and purpose now, the Christian's life, is to testify of Christ who saved him. Therefore, born-again believers are not of this satanic world system because Christ said in John 17, 16, they're not of the world. 
world, even as I'm not of the world, then they are kept by the power of God. According to John 17, 9, Christ prays for them. He said, I pray for them. I pray not for the world or the satanic world system. It, it is so gracious to know as we travel along the pathway of life as a pilgrim and a stranger that Christ, our federal head and our redeemer, prays for us as our high priest within the veil and that we are kept by the Holy Father through his own name. No man is able to pluck us out of our Father's hand. Oh, my friend, there's no such a doctrine as being saved today and lost tomorrow. No, many people are confused because they see some old a drunkard come out and join the church some on a, some protracted meeting, and they say, well, he's saved. He's Brother Joe saved. Brother Jim is saved. And then next week they see him down at the bar room. They say, well, he just, uh, he just uh, walking out of God's will. No, my friend, he wasn't saved. Salvation is a new creature. Salvation is a deliverance from that life. Not to go back the next week. That's why our folks miss that. They, they want to smooth that over and say, well, he don't beat his wife but once a week now when he used to do it three or four times. And now he must be a Christian. Oh, what a lovely Christian man he's turned out to be. And all the time there's a rolling, bawling cauldron of hell in that heart because it's never been, never been touched. It was just a little emotionalism, a little sentimentalism. And that's what our preachers are doing now, standing up up, tear-jerking sermons, and inviting those kind of people to come on down and join the church and be saved, Brother Joe. No, my friend, no, trailblazers are being true to your soul. Salvation is a deliverance, not, not something like that. Salvation is, a, is, is being delivered unto the, unto the Lord by the grace of God, and there's no going back. There's no going back, my friend. The born-again believer is constantly crying in his soul against all of this stuff, all of this satanic world system. There's no going back. No, sir. We're going to see that in our next study. There's no going back. Listen, are you, are you born again this morning? Is the Lord real to your heart? Oh, I wish I could be out there with many of you folks, but I'm here in this little studio. It's raining and, and kind of cloudy and overclass. If you'd look around, make you look kind of dreary, but it's not. The sun's shining up there. You get in the airplane here in the airport and go up about five, 6,000 feet. There's the sun shining, and that's the way our Lord is. He's never far from us. This is the old trailblazer. This is Pastor Albert Pendorfer saying, would you write us? Our mailing address is Radio Missions Post Office Box. 1810 Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. 